All right. Hey, lovers. This is Katie. It's Sex on Sunday with Katie. And um, I am joined in the studio by my very good friend. She is a celebrity stylist extraordinaire. She's a phenomenal black woman. She is the epitome of black magic women or black girl magic. Mm. Yep. She is a mom. She's a tour de force. She's one of my closest friends. And she's just a powerhouse. She's They're a powerhouse. Queens girls. Yes. Queens in the house. Yes. You know, we special. Yeah. Um, I welcome to Sex on Sunday, Asada Marsh. And I also have with me a producer extraordinaire. <laughs> Look, tell, you're going to have to big yourself up because after that, I just can't oh, do it. Oh, my name is Sharif Murphy. I'm writing and producer. Thank you for coming. Um, so What's I, the name of your company, Sharif? Oh, my name of company is on Vision Life Films. Okay. Yes, and they have some wonderful work coming out that we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but for now, this show this week, we are going to be focusing on love and loss. Sorry to disappoint you guys. No sex this week. I'm sure you guys had enough from last week. So this week we're going to focus on love. <laughs> just to take a little break yes, from all that. Sex comes yeah, love. yes, yes, that's true. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, 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 sometimes. So um, specifically, I invited, um, I call her Sada. I invited Sada onto the show because um, after the Nipsey, what's his name? Nipsey Hustle. Mm -hmm. um, death, she posted a very heartfelt note, which will be on my website, uh, katienlaurie.com, where she talks about um, losing the love of her life to violence and being a young mother and the pain that um, she endured during that time period. And she wrote this sort of heartfelt note to Lauren saying, I know your pain. Um, and it touched me so deeply um, as a mom. I never really had that experience, the same experience, but I, when I looked at this whole Nipsey Hustle situation, I, I, I just could not stop thinking about Lauren because um, she lost the love of her life and the love was so, uh, you know, we all saw it. It was in our homes, basically. You know, they were everywhere. They were the it couple of hip hop. Um, I didn't know his music, but I know her, and I knew I knew about him by, because of her. Um, that you know that was her man. I never really knew his music though, mm -hmm. but I knew that she was involved with him, and that they had a child, and that they were just beautiful, and she looked like she was in love mm -hmm. and happy, and I was happy for her. Um, but hearing this about the death, mm -hmm. I was it, it struck me like wow, this girl, you know, just being a mother to a young child. So when you wrote that note to her, it touched me. One, because I know, given your celebrity status, mm -hmm. that she could possibly get that note and what that reaction might be. Right, so my um, connection with Lauren comes from the old uh, Little Wayne years. Mm. Okay. And she does have a son by Little Wayne, and um, that situation obviously did not work out because she wound up with Nipsey Hussle. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people may not know, they met through a direct message on Instagram. Right. Actually, a friend of hers, she went and bought some CDs uh, for the cast members of her show at the time on BET, and she wanted to give the CDs out, but she, I guess she listened to the music, she saw him, she had a girlfriend of hers, and one of her friends um, DM him, and the rest is history. Mm -hmm. um, the whole situation with uh, the love, the respect, the honor for Nipsey Hussle, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was prevalent. When you saw her, you saw him. He, I think they just did a spread, I believe, in um, was GQ. GQ, GQ, GQ Magazine. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yep. White horse, beautiful clothes, gorgeous. gorgeous that was the one I posted. It was right. Just, it was just oh, absolutely. It was as if his time was uh, the the pictures was a reminiscence of something. You know, when you look at pictures now, and then you think about the sad situation that happened, mm -hmm. you say to yourself, "This almost looks like it's not even real. Like right. something is is it's not, surreal." It's surreal, like something is, you know, it, it looked like something's about to show or blow up or something's about to explode. You would never think that it's it would be. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. You never mm -hmm. think it was death. Right. So I sympathize with her. What what um, mostly I sympathize with was not only him being shot in, uh, in front of his store, 
But her running into the hospital, mm-hmm. asking the person that she encountered first, is he okay, is he okay? Like I reminisce with that because at the time when my child's father was killed, my child was one years old, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I had this new kid, this new baby, by a man by, for no reason, should be dead at that mm-hmm. moment. And he was so young, how he old was, so, was he? He was only 25 years old. Yeah. And at the time- it, How old were you? I was 20. Wow. Yeah, when he died. So at the time, I'm 20 years old. I got this little kid. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm turning 21. It's July. His birthday is uh, April 24th. His father got actually murdered on his birthday. He had a huge party in Manhattan mm-hmm. um, at a place called the Toy Factory on the Louis, uh, not the Louis side, on the West Side Highway. Sure. And everyone from New York City, everyone from Brooklyn, who the who's who, right, was at this party at this event. I didn't. And this know. was the '90s, so this is the '90s. That was a, that was the time to be. I in New remember York. him planning this party. He flew in Adina Howard. Mm. I want to freaking hey. what? This is everything, you know. <laughs> every this was not that type of party. Everyone was suited up, gators on, Versace suits, ties, Rolex. It's just a good, good night. And for this to happen, first. It's like a, a a feeling that I woke up at 4.44 in the morning mm-hmm. and I remember looking at the microwave. Um, my son woke up at the time, Larry screaming and hollering. I was like, what's wrong with you? I went to reach for the phone to call, but I was like, you know what? Let me let him have his time. Right. And then I went back to lay down and then I heard the phone ring and I knew when the phone rang, something was wrong. Wow. I just knew it. I got up, I went into my girlfriend's, my friend's room because I spent the night at her house and I asked her, I said, is he okay? Is he alive? She just kept saying, I'm sorry. I was like, is he fucking alive? That's right. all I need to know. And at the time, it was the, um, there used to be a fish, the Canal Street fish market was on fire. So mm. the. First the, of all, let me just say this. I have chills running through my right, body right I now. I never told the story. I have chills running through my body right now. I never right told now. the story. Okay. I'm sorry. I just want to, <laughs> you know, we, we, we have to talk about yeah. loss and love. So go ahead. Right. I'm so, so sorry. It was the Canal off. Street fish fires and the West Side Highway was packed and I was trying to get to Bellevue. I was trying in vain to get to Bellevue. I finally got there and when I got there, he was just laying there and he was gone. It was nothing that I could do. His clothes cut off of him nothing and I just I just looked at him and I just couldn't I could not believe that this man was dead yeah just the and when the whole situation with Nipsey I can't even imagine because you have so many people it's so so many people were there so many people so many people everybody from the party came to the hospital it was hundreds of people there you don't know where to turn who did what you don't know who the culprit is who, who to trust and what about family it's a hard family turns I mean Depending on the type of family, the structure that you have, if you're close with the other side, that is fine. But I didn't give a, honestly, I didn't give a fuck about his family. I was so destroyed because I didn't know what to do because I had this kid, this little baby, who didn't have a father. And this was not the plan. The plan was to buy a house, figure it out. Everything was just, it was, it was fucked up. Yeah. I was literally fucked up. You, so, so I know Lauren described herself as feeling lost like at a complete no, loss it's not it's you're so lost like you literally could walk into traffic blind mm-hmm. or walk in front of a train blind because you don't know the first shock of saying that he shot okay okay he got shot okay is he gonna be okay is he all right but to hear that the person's dead and to actually go in there and see the person laying there like you, you go over in your head a thousand times why didn't I stop him maybe I should have called him maybe I should have went Maybe he shouldn't have had the party. Maybe if I would have sent one of my friends, you, you start thinking about a hundred things of what you could have did. And Nipsey died on a Sunday fucking afternoon. Mm-hmm. And he I'm had, sure he probably just left her. He had no reason being there but to help a friend who just got out of jail for 20 years mm-hmm. to give him some clothes so that he could get back right again. And he, he was probably doing was home honorable. watching TV. So, you know, the thing that, you know, there was some rumors going around well not rumors i think some people had said some really nasty things to about her like they can't wait to get her and a bunch of guys came to her honor i think it was kodak black yeah well kodak black had made made, well honest i'm gonna be honest about this because i'm not one of those people i'm not i'm not trying to follow the trend or fake the funk i'm not doing that okay so kodak black because me and sharif get into this all the time okay we've been talking about this for the last couple of days or so 
Kodak Black said, I'm going to be the best man that I can be. I'm going to wait maybe a year, two or three years, and I'm going to try to better myself, and I'm going to try to shoot my shot. You know, you never know. But what people don't realize is that he didn't put that on social media. Someone in the room was recording him talking in a personal conversation with his friends. Mm. Now, I'm pretty sure he probably is not the only one who has said that. Even though it was the wrong place. It was a poor form. It was in, but it was in poor form, but it was around his personal friends. That conversation was not supposed to go out the door. Right, right. Someone recorded it. Even though it was very much in poor taste for him to say, very much in, in poor taste for him to say something like that, but he took a personal, they took a personal conversation outside the door. I mean, I don't approve of it, but I honestly, he didn't say she was a whore. He didn't say she was a slut. He no, didn't say clearly, I would, he, he, he clearly he admires her. He clearly admires her. He clearly thought that she was a beautiful woman and that he clearly thought that possibly maybe along down the line, which I don't believe would possibly happen, but he probably thought that he could try. You never know. You never know what a, first of all, Lauren London is a sex symbol and, a, and an idol all the way back from um, ATL. ATL. Mm-hmm. Young boys love Lauren London. Mm-hmm. So for him to say that he's a young boy watching the ATL, watching the movies, watching the show. I mean, I know he's done some assholeism things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, prior to this. We're talking about he doesn't date light skin. I mean, he doesn't date dark skin girl. Yeah, you know, I know. He's but, 20- look, but listen, he didn't say anything that is not It was real. not I mean, that that's a real disres- thing. Yes, it was at the wrong... I mean, there are a lot of guys who don't date dark skin girl. But, you right. know. It was the wrong... Wrong. But again, in it was poor a wrong, form. It was in poor form, mm-hmm. but he did not record it and post it. Someone else in the room did that. So that was a personal conversation he was having with. And I'm pretty Sharif. sure there's a lot of people out there who say a lot of shit, not about Lauren London, just period, and, and don't want it to get out. If someone records it, then they'll have hell to catch. Yeah, he's the asshole that just says it says what he, what's on his mind. Exactly. So it makes people uncomfortable. Um, but I'm curious, Sharif. I'm curious to know, um, you know, what your thoughts are on on this. My thoughts on this, when I heard it on the, um, Instagram, um, he never said nothing wrong. My, my perspective at, at first was, damn, you know, when he said it, they should have never posted. Right. That's what I was getting. Because we all, we all talk about people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We might see a girl. You know, I might see one of my homegirls and tell my homeboy, oh, she got a fat ass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it to him. Right. But when it got posted, I was like, all right. Yes, a little. I wasn't. That was one. That was that was that was unprofessional. That was that is bad timing and timing for that. People right now they uproar on their emotion, so they're gonna react. Right. They don't care where it came from. But he did have an opportunity but, to say, "I no, I have some regret. I should, you know, was he had the opportunity to say that? He that did, but he I didn't had, say it in a good well, way. Well, let, let, say, let, <laughs> let me let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. I'm not gonna say he's a he's an asshole. He's he's a buffoon. He's, oh no, Kodak Black is has assholeism. Well, okay, that's your opinion. I'm not gonna say he's an asshole. I'm just gonna say he's young and you know and he's just loose with it. So I'm not going to really say he's an asshole because he didn't really say nothing disrespectful. He was just in his feelings with his homeboy. They smoking, they drinking. I was just against, like, it's just certain things. Whoever posted, they should have never threw him out there like that. They threw him out there to the wolves. You hear me? And yeah. that's not cool. If you go on the internet, people are in uprage right now. Mm-hmm. You know, rest in peace to Nipsey, you know what I'm saying? Right now, people, emotions is crazy. So yeah. when you're emotion, you're not thinking. Yeah, he, he's a totally. It's so interesting because it's like the people who are upset are in a totally different generation than this guy yeah. is, and it's like it really comes down to like form. You know, some people just weren't raised right, right. They just weren't raised right. You know what I mean? And, and, and people, I want to say this: dif- wait, there's a difference between being raised up and dragged up. Yeah, it's a difference. True. Well, I want to say this: I'm not going to say if he had been raised or dragged right. I'm not going to really get into that, but I'm going to say this: everybody who checked him and dressed him, they didn't disrespect him. He took it the wrong way. Even T.I. was like, yo, partner, yo, clean that up, man. That's not cool. Game was like, yo, just don't talk about my boy. They wasn't trying to disrespect him or go at him. They basically was like, yo, bro, easy. Yeah, but but they came in a they came in aggressive matter. But he did fell back. I, at first, he did fell back. He did. He fell back. But where, where his pride kicked in at, one, it's on the internet. Two, you're gonna read the comments. Now his manhood is being checked. In. Well, that's so what I'm saying. So he's a young, he's a young. 
dude that you know been there done that and he's upcoming like hold up I can't have these, these OGs these, these, playing these me. OGs okay y'all said what y'all said now y'all going extra with it with yo you better you better do this now he like oh no no we ain't gonna have this I agree with that you know what I'm saying so like I said, now his side is emotions. His team's like, yo, he trying to, they trying to play you. Then everybody's like, yo, this is so, everybody's emotions is kicked in. But I think it kind of, he handled it kind of, because it died out. It really didn't it escalate died out, because he didn't entertain it. If he would have entertained it, it probably would have went somewhere. People did, people did threaten him, but he didn't, I like how he just, he just said, ah, whatever, y'all niggas know where I'm at. He just yeah, slid off. Yeah, he's in jail now, right? You know, he <laughs> get like arrested at the, he got arrested at the, at the Canadian border. border. Canadian well, he got arrested border. being ignorant. Asshole-ism. Well, that's the point. Assholeism. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point. Karma. Yeah, Assholeism. So, but anyway, we could go on about it, but it, it does fall into the trope of, you know, the angry black man, the whole vibe. I mean, like, it just scoops right back around because if it did end up in a beef and end up in the same way yeah, well, that ended up in the murder so it's just like someone a cycle it's a cycle right and then just... some other girlfriend will be like upset My, yes. and, and, and so anyway so getting it back to love and loss okay. because you know it's unfortunate that that happened um I'm gonna tell do you, you have my, any you have any experiences like that with family members? Anyone um, die violently um, in your in your my life? My homeboy from Flabbers, he died violently. Yeah, you know, and it and it really it really hit me because it was unexpected. Right. You see, these days back then, well, I ain't gonna say back then. I never knew he was a part of that life. Okay. So when he got killed, the way he got killed, I was like. What the hell he did? Right. Because you don't know a person like that. But then when you hear the he say she say the rumors and he was dipping in with the wrong people, right? Then you like, you know, damn. So it was it was really it was really heartbreaking for me and his moms, mm-hmm. and, you know, and his sister and brother. You know, I didn't even go to the funeral because when people get killed like that, sometimes they come for other people. So I was right. like, you know what? I'm not in that world. That was no my more. issue at the time. When they killed right. my son's father, I didn't know who killed him. They are still to this day right now it's a cold case file. No one's ever come forward. Mm-hmm. They claim it was friendly fire, someone within five free feet of him. Because um, I paid for the private investigator. I did everything that I could to find a killer because my thing was to bring this person to justice because you killed him for nothing. Yeah, so tell me about what happened. So I want to talk about what happened with you in the, in the years following. Mm-hmm. And then I also want to talk about what you think, you know, is happening or, or could potentially happen with, with Lauren. Like, what do you think? What do you think about her life going forward? What do you think? Well, one thing I do know... Um, Lauren right now is in an unbelievable state of mind. Mm-hmm. She, I'm, I'm, I know she's, she, it's probably hard for her to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then while she's sleeping, it may seem like a dream, then she wakes up and it's reality. Like she probably would have never thought in a million years that she would be in this predicament, this situation. He would not be by her side. He would not be laying next to her. See, what a lot of people don't realize is um, when they pass on, you have to wake up and feel on the side of the bed when mm-hmm. they're not there. You have to go in the bathroom where his toothbrush was. You have to go in the closet where his clothes and all his sneakers are. Everything is still there in the household. You're there looking where he's supposed to be. He's no longer and he's there. he's not coming. He's not coming back. He's never coming back. So you're asking yourself, like, what are you supposed to do? Where are you supposed to go? What are you supposed to do? Right. That was my whole thing. I didn't know where, I didn't know anything. I didn't, I, I was so, literally, I was so lost. I just didn't know what to do. But you know what, Sada? I want to switch gears a minute because there's another. There was another notorious death, um, a great loss that we all suffered here in Brooklyn. That was the death of um, Notorious B.I.G. Yes. And um, you are best friends with Little Kim, mm-hmm. and you were there the night that she got the call. Right. So it's like you so you you, I'm you gonna, lived I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna explain. Yeah, because. This, it was so, because it was a year later. It was so unbelievable. It was, uh, my son's father died probably a year, year and a half, almost, almost two years later. And, because um, Big died in 97. Girl. 97. You know, 97. Okay. My son's father was murdered in uh, 1995, so it was two years later. So, I'm there in the house where we always are. Um, and um, I remember her mom was moving from one floor to another, so we were helping her move her things. And um, uh, Big called her. Mm-hmm. It was like, I love you, ma. He's like, I went shopping. I bought you some stuff. Just always remember, 
you know, I love you. And I'm you were still home. grieving at the time. I was still grieving at the time because mm-hmm. I still was only had only been two years. Mm-hmm. I just was trying to keep working, just doing hair, mm-hmm. you know, opening the business, just trying to work to just stay out of the way of everything. And um, he called her. He called her, and he told her first. Damien called. He was like, "Yo, when we get back, me and uh, me and Big, we gonna and Puff, we all going to Bora Bora. We gonna get on the yacht and go to Bora Bora." I was like, "Hell, fuck it! I ain't never been on no yacht." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he asked, "Oh, we getting on the yacht? So you ain't getting on the yacht?" Mm-hmm. So he called her. He told her he went shopping for. Her. He was like, "You my queen bee. I love you." He was like, "Yo, you know you my girl." So this is a lot of times too. I, I want to like scale it back a little. Sure. A lot of times when people say, um, "Big got married," or "Big didn't love Kim," Big fucking loved Kim. I know he did. Big loved Kim. That was his bitch. Yeah. He loved Kim for whatever situation they went through, or why he, you know, uh, got married, or whatever it was. I know for a one thousand percent fact that this nigga loves her. Of course. And when she, when he died again. I I felt for Lauren. I felt for Kim. Right. In so, the same way, like I know he was married, but I, that wasn't with like we. It's not. It's, that wasn't, wasn't where the. There was it was a bond. We saw big. You saw Kim. That was just. Mm-hmm. That was. That was her man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was his girl. So when um they called the house, um we all we were switching phones at the time. I spoke to Damien. She spoke to Big. Like when we get back, she's like, "All right, Big, I love you. I love you." He's like, "I love you too." She hung up the phone. So we in the house cleaning up, you know me, I got tired, I wound up sleep, falling asleep on the couch. All of a sudden, um, someone came banging on the door. Banging, banging, banging. So I got up to open the door, and it was my girlfriend Shaka hmm. at the time, and she just kept saying, yo B, yo B. I was like, what? She was like, yo, yo. I was like, what happened? She was like, yo, they said big, I shot. I was like, what? So I ran to the back, and I was banging on her mom, opened the mom's door, and I was, she went and got Kim. And I was like, I think something happened to Big. He got shot. When we got back, we all walked back down the hallway to the living room. The phone rang. And it was either, I think it was C's who called on the phone. C's was crying. Damien took the phone. Damien was crying. And they said that Big was gone. Hmm. It was the most, I swear to God, it was so quiet. It had to be like 4 o'clock in the morning at that time, like 1 o'clock L.A. time. It was, the sun was just coming up, four or five o'clock. It was so quiet. It was like you couldn't hear anything but the birds. Mm. Kim was like, hurry up and fix my hair. We got to go to Brooklyn. I was like, you sure? She said, yeah. It, we never said anything to each other. We was just quiet. Mm. Finished her hair. We went downstairs. We got in the car. We turned on the radio. Nobody said anything. Kim didn't cry. No one said anything. We didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it was surreal. Yeah, we, we didn't believe it. We got to Brooklyn. We pulled up on Washington Avenue, and Un was standing outside. I believe Jacob was with him. And Kim got out the car, and we all walked over, and Un was like, nah, not now. Not now. That's when Kim lost it. Kim broke down. I mean, when I say she broke down, she broke down to the point where she had rolled between the curb and the car. We were trying to pick her up. We literally had to pick her, physically pick her up and throw her in the back of the trunk and take her back to the Bronx. You can't even imagine that kind of pain. It was so, this situation was so fucked up. It was like 10 days of crying. Mm-hmm. Down to where we didn't, it was, it was a bad situation because he had married Faith and Faith had the right because she was the wife, but people did not understand Every the, the heartfelt love. the love that you know. Even mm-hmm. when it came to the funeral procession, we rode in Kim's truck, and I remember one girl who was crying, and she came over to the car. We had stopped in the motorcade, and mm-hmm. she walked over to the window, and she was like, "I am so sorry, Kim. I know you loved him, and I yeah. know he loved you." Yeah. And everybody just—it was so—it was a fucked up situation. Yeah. It was bad, and I remember Kim turned one, the like a day or two after that, and she looked at me, and she was like, "I know how you feel now." Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it's a tremendous loss. And how do you, so you never get over it. Yeah. You know, but when, when, when Nipsey Hussle died the other day, he died on the 31st, the Mm. same day as my son's father's death. Wow. That's right. Yes. That's right. That's why it was 25 years to the day. So when that shit happened, I was already grieving that day, just sitting in the house, not doing anything. And for that to come up, I was like, no. 
That's not today. Crazy. I was just and like, it's and it's your son's, you know, twenty fifth anniversary. Yes, of his dad passing away. They killed him right on on my son's father. Well, it was he passed away that day, but just so happened my son's father's birthday was the same day that he died. So I couldn't even imagine. Like all I waited about a week or so to even post a message to Lauren London because I knew she probably was getting millions and millions. Like her her Instagram was like five million people were responding. Of course. All this other stuff. I just, you know, it's the aftermath. It's the month. It's the seventh month. It's the tenth month. It's the twelfth month. It's the year later that she still. Everybody will fade away and fall by the wayside, and you know they'll still. It'll still. It'll be a remembrance, but it won't be as if it happened right now today. She still has to live with that. It's amazing to me, right? Because I remember when I was sixteen, and my story doesn't compare in any way. Um, you know, I was 16, I was dating a guy, and he was murdered by a cab driver. There was so much violence in the 80s and the 90s. Like, it was almost like we normalized it to a sense until something actually happened. Mm-hmm. Until and I it hit it's home. coming back right now. Too, and now it feels like there's a lot of violence, a lot of violence. in our community, you know? It's just too much. Um, like, my son is even saying, Mommy, what's going on? They're killing mm-hmm. all my friends. It's, like crazy. From, it's not even from New York, it's state to state, Miami, Philly, Atlanta. There was a guy who just got murdered in Atlanta coming out of his own birthday party. They shot him in the head. It's ridiculous. Mr. Ruggs Club, like and, for what? I, and you know, when Nipsey died, I, I kept saying, wow, you know, I didn't know his music. I wasn't, you know, into him, you know, in any way. But the outpouring of love and respect and admiration that people had because they said this was a brother who changed his life or was trying to change his life. his life he changed his life but he also showed you what love was i listened to right. an interview where he was in the studio and he was trying to be a family man so he would take no niggas don't take their kids to the studio right he would take his daughter to the studio put her in the next room and have her sit there and play on the ipad or do this when it came down to business he put lauren london first come on baby we got to do this business deal Real niggas don't really do that. They so right. busy trying to hide and, 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 and be and, slick yeah, and yeah. not let you know what they're doing. But he was a real man. You know what I mean? And I mean, I don't know thing. if it's culturally because he's an African man. I thought that. But then, you know, when we saw his mother, who was an African-American woman, when we saw her speak, it was clear to me. I don't. I didn't see the whole thing, and I don't know what the father said, but it was clear to me that he. she gave him something about that balance she gave and him that, a seed that of life of, of that that uh self-reflection he was very self-reflective well they said when he was 19 years old he saved up all his money and took a trip to see his father in africa in africa right and he stayed there for three months right and he actually saw the kids with no shoes the kids with no clothes he saw that he lived in the village right so i think anytime you go and you actually see where you come from the ground like the red dirt, i do think that makes a difference you know it makes a difference to who who you are and what you'll become you stay one of grounded. the things that lauren said that really struck a chord with me and that's what i was like you know what i gotta do this with sada because sada is the only person that i can talk to about this she said um, one that she was completely lost. But then at the funeral, she said that he always told her to live um, live your experiences, you know? And so on the show here, I always talk about like how in relationships, we have this tendency to contr- try to control the other partners with jealousy and um, possession, you know? And you could see that maybe they struggled with that a little bit, mm. but then somehow he was able to help her see, you know, that life is much bigger, much broader than that, that if you, you know, live each moment and as an experience, right? right? An experience in life. So for me, that was the greatest thing that came mm. out of all of it because he helped her be a better woman. Right. And, you know, and that's the thing that I challenge the men in our community we are always we're already doing the work. The majority of right. us, I can't speak for all well, of us. Well, a lot of women are. A lot we're, of we're us caregivers. We're the nurturers. We're caregivers. Right. We're, so we're we have that divine feminine um, power and that magic. So we're already doing that. But I my thing was okay. So what's gonna come out of this? For me, I'm like, if if black men don't understand that the first thing that needs to happen is that they have to do better by us. Yes. They have to be have better to. to us in order for their lives to advance. And for order for their lives to be better. Happy life, happy wife. That's what they say. Behind right. every, all the cliches, behind every, you know, great man is, is a, a great woman. Yeah. 
and all of that. But Woman real talk, backbone. but real talk, right? As cliches aside, I think that was the best thing about their relationships beyond the pictures right. and beyond what, what our perception is that they had a great communication and that he and he allowed her to empower herself mm -hmm. um and 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 they, there was an exchange of of empowerment right. between them um that did not involve possession and control which i think is you know is is so necessary i mean i i, I don't want to go too on too long about it but um you know I, i'm wondering like what what's next for her what was next for you what was next for kim um for me survival mm, that's i had to survive mm. i didn't know where i was going i didn't know what i was literally like i said i was lost mm -hmm. i didn't know what to do right i didn't even listen it was so bad like i had to call my son's gamela she had to drive all the way here and buy me a dress and a hat like i was just completely I didn't know what to do. I was lost. I was mm. fucking lost. But I knew... And you were so young. Even though 20, we were pretty mature. Yeah, but I was just so... It's not even that. It's just my, it, my whole thing was I had a baby and my parents told me I should have waited. Mm -hmm. So that kept going over in my head. You're not married. Right. You're not... That's the only thing I wish to God Lauren London and Nipsey would have gotten married why though why is marriage it's not no yeah. i just wish the union mm -hmm. the union was there definitely was there i just wish that it was knotted you know for me like mm -hmm. me I, well, i'm speaking on my behalf mm -hmm. i wish that it was knotted between mm -hmm. me you know because at least i could have taken that and held on to you know yeah, my husband I mean, I think, you know, the community has consummated their relationship. Oh, yeah, because they're already married to, right? uh, to, they all, have... to all the hip-hop and all yeah. the world, Nipsey Hustle, yeah. down in Africa. They, yeah. That's his wife. That's his wife. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, okay? You know this what I mean? Like, common they, law. They're common law now. Yes, you they're know? common law, absolutely. Um, so, but I, I, you know, let's talk about that a little bit, because it is different now, where we used to put a lot of emphasis mm -hmm. on being married, and I still, I don't know. I mean, I would like to be married, I mm -hmm. think, in theory, um, but then there's so much that come, comes along with that. I'm not really sure if that's... I don't know what marriage consists of, so I can't even speak on it. I've never been married before. I mean, I've been married before. <laughs> so I don't know. I've I never can speak on it. Oh, yeah, because he's been Sharif. married. Sharif been married a couple of times. I don't know about a couple of times. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> she got to I was married. Sharif. He was married for 74 days. I don't know, but that's not a couple of times. <laughs> Is is he? When she said a couple of times, that means I had several wives. But mm -hmm. I don't know about a couple of times. But I've been married twice. Mm. And one one marriage, it just it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I walked away. Um, it was no integrity in there. Mm. Got married for the wrong reason. She got married for the wrong reason. She, you know, she married me because I was good with her kids. And you know, and uh, but she was still in love with, with her else. baby father, uh. and that's cool. And you know, um, life come with signs, a relationship come with signs. Mm -hmm. So I caught on to it, mm. and she was playing too much head games. See me, I'm a type of person. Once you play with my intelligence and mm -hmm. my emotions, it get personal. Right. And once it get personal, then I black out. So you're a threat now. Right. So you're no good to me. So. I had to break. I had to break off. Oh yeah. And I, you know, I never turned. Did you back. have children with her? No. Well, that was good. But I commit. But I still, her children is my children because mm -hmm. I, when I'm in a relationship, I'm a parent. Right. So I just stayed connected until I could stay connected until her daughters just stop, and I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. And I just. Let but that's leave. honorable. So. That's honorable. It was. It was. Um. It was a beautiful day. As far as people to, as far as marriage, marriage is is a beautiful thing because. I believe in family, family right. over everything, but it just you just gotta find that right person. Mm -hmm. When I say that right person, she gotta be supportive, you know. She gotta be down to earth. She gotta understand your experience, your mm -hmm. struggle, and where you where you go at. And you what know? are you? And so what are you? What are you saying that? What are you bringing? So you know what you want, but then also. You know, how do you meet her there? Well, I, well, there's no such thing as 50-50 in a relationship. It's only 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing everything. You mm -hmm. know, love, commitment, sacrifice. I'm holding down everything, you know. Great sex? Because this is a sex on Sunday. I'm, I'm a master. <laughs> you know, listen, I'm a master coming to sex. Master, master coming to sex. They oh. know. What master coming to sex? I don't, okay. no, I don't have no problems in that department. Never did. <laughs> you know, women love me. That's what's up. You know, he's selling dick, y'all. 
But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Somebody but, uh, told me I was doing that last show. But, uh, slinging, slinging. But, uh, you know, but, you know, when you, I'll just share a little bit with sex. It gotta mm-hmm. be, it gotta be role play. You know, you yeah. gotta, you gotta be creative. You know, you gotta, you gotta go beyond. You know, my, my job is, 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 is to make her feel like she's in another world. I got a joke, guys. So Sharif has this thing where he says, "Let me, I'm gonna put my dick up in her." Ah! So I met this guy. This is a little <laughs> bit off the, off the, off the subject a little bit. I just want to put this in. I met this guy. I thought he was really nice. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. He, we were dating a couple of times, and he was trying to get a little bit serious. And he was like, "I'm gonna put this dick up in you." When he said that, I was like. All bets is off. Exactly. I, go. I started thinking about shit. I was like, absolutely no. This got to be a Flatbush nigga. I'm going home. <laughs> well, well, let me let me let, let me let me say this because you know I don't want to get off the. I value my women. You know, the women. Uh, when I was working with Harry Belafonte, shout uh-huh. out to Harry Belafonte and his daughter. He told me, you know, women is the foundation of everything. That's Harry Belafonte told and me to give me my gum because gum is for horse. Well, that's what he was. I guess that's what he was a bachelor. Well, he told me, and then when I sat back, you know, and when I've been incarcerated, none of my homeboys really came up, mm. but the girls came up. Right, of course. And I learned because I've been conditioned when I was young. Yo, your man is your best friend. No, my women is my best friend. Yeah. She'll ride for me to the to the wheels exactly. fall off. Oh my God, and see, he's smart guy. So when I learned, that's why, you know. Um, he, I ain't gonna lie, she's a faithful nigga. That's what's up. You know, he's a faithful. I, I ride, you he's know. He's a butt watcher, but he's faithful. Your, well, well, they all are. Well, let me say yeah. this. Mine is okay. too. Well, what's your I, sign? I'm a Leo. I ride. Oh, a Leo. Okay. I ride. I ride for. I ride for my women. You know, all the way. My my job is to uplift them the best way I can. If you confused, and I can't help you, but I would never give up on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we women go through a lot. And I even understand that even when they used to come visit me and, you know, then I start visiting people. I was like, damn, it takes so a is strong that where person. So is that where you got your knowledge from or was it your mom? When did that start? Was it when you got incarcerated that you realized, oh, this is, these, this is who's holding this down? Well, when I, got in, when I got incarcerated, I was mentally shut down. Okay. So um, I had a girl used to come see me. I had several girls used to come see me, you know, and... Um, I was just in a different state of mind. Be honest, uh-huh. I didn't really take them serious. Okay. You know, because I was emotional. I had a lot of time on my hand. Okay. So I was really trying to find myself until I woke up. Okay. Because I was like, you know, I wasn't even thinking. Right. You know, I, every day I would wake up violent, mm. mad, you know. Yeah. So when I came home, that's when I realized, you know, and I, and I started dealing with my baby mother, and I was like, wow, you know, she was riding with me. Okay. And then, you know, and I'm dealing with this one, that one, and how I got here right now, as far as doing the filming, it was a girl okay. who put me on. Because when I came home, I was looking for a job, and I always wanted to be an actor. And she was like, "You want to be an extra?" I didn't know what that was. Right. So I went down to actor studio and got in the agency. Next thing you know, I was on Oz and I was on Sex and City. That's what's up. And I was popping, and the women start teaching me. So I would talk to the dudes. They was hating more. I was like, y'all dudes got speaking roles. I'm not even SAG. So the women put me in that plateau, and then the girl told me, she said, I don't care what you do, always help women. Yeah. So I've been on it. So me and women been, we rock. It's so good. That was smart that you listened. So interesting. Ryo, our... um, he owns the studio here just on the last show we were talking about how he gets so much support from women yeah do you feel supported by men um most of the time men just want some ass yeah and they just want to fuck yeah but no but you know what i'm not gonna lie there i mean you are have few some a few a few that'll be like yo like red supports me right like Ryo supports me. Yeah, Red's Ryo, like, stupid, the dumbest shit that I read would be like, listen, Sada, then I'll hear it, oh, you can't, then I'm like, ah, ah, But then I say, okay, but Red supports me. He's only a couple of people that I, I can hold in my hand. Like, I trust Red. Like, I trust right. Red with my kids. Right. I trust Red in my house. Like, I trust him. He's like my blood, like, I, he can't be no closer than a brother than, than right. Red. You know what I'm saying? I have to say, my guy, he's he supports me. You know what I mean? Like, he is always gun-ho, pushing me forward, whatever I want to do, he's right there, like, okay, how much you need money? You know, he's very supportive. That's good. But um, 
like friend, like just guy friends. I guess maybe I have a few, right. but I, I feel like in general we don't get as much support because I'm like, why y'all always got to be the needy you, ones? You you know what it is? Um, you pass me an Eminem. Sure, you you know what it really is? I can say this: you got a lot of real guys out here. Yeah. That that hold me down. You know, I got a lot of real dudes. I can call uh -huh. up. Yo, I need support. But lately, I noticed a lot of men is got emotional. Yeah. They they focus on emotion. You know, mm. when you, it's like you can't be wrong and strong. If you're wrong, you say, you mm. know what, I'm wrong. Men, it's like they don't want to embrace men. Mm. Like they, it's like it's like a pride. Of but do you thing. think that? Okay, so there's this whole movement. Let's flip it back to um, Nipsey Hussle. There's this whole movement, right? I'm, I listen to Hot. What's what's the one on the morning? 105. 105. Yeah. Charlemagne. Charlemagne and Envy, DJ Envy, are talking about how black men have to embrace each other more. And there's this whole push to, you know, let the egos down. We were talking about that on the last show, too. And how um, we, that emotion leads to death, you know? like it, Yeah, it does. It so, does. A lot of people, okay, like for example, I had I used to work, work with somebody and I don't want to say his name. We was mm -hmm. real close, mm -hmm. and we had an argument. I mean, an argument that lead to almost death. Right. I'm like, really? You going that far, bro? Mm -hmm. So I had to be the bigger man, like to walk away. I wasn't scared because I know who I am. I could turn into an incredible Hulk if I want. But at the end of the day, you got to look at it like this: is a brother you love. That's why sometimes when you get emotional, you stop thinking. I can end up in a cell in 2.2 seconds. Mm -hmm. So now what I do in life is I'm always a thinker. Right. I'm always like, you know what? It ain't even worth it. I'll walk away the situation. It's not like I'm scared because I know what I'll, I'll do to a person because mm -hmm. I can get real violent and black out. So I'll be like, you know what? It ain't worth it. And plus, if you love that person, it's better sometimes. Be like, you know what? Yo, bro, it's, yo, you know what? We talk another day. You know, it's but interesting. Wait. Most of us women have that tendency, yeah, too. Yeah, but we also have a problem, too, where we coddle our men. Yeah. They make mistakes, and they do crazy <sighs> shit, and we try to cover it up and sugarcoat it. So look at the Wendy Williams situation. Yeah. It's but you know what? But in, then if we don't support them, we're told that we don't, we're not supportive, and, you know, we're angry black women, and, we're, you know, it's like you can't win but you for know, losing. You, right. Well, you know where that comes from also, too. I have an issue where people say that I'm unapproachable. Mm -hmm. I have an issue where guys are intimidated by me. Oh, you're an alpha female or you're too strong. What are you talking about? Right. You know, I've dated a guy where his mom has passed away. I buried his mother, did everything that I hired a live band, you know, to do the, the, uh, the, 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 um, the repass, yeah. all of that stuff. All of that to be told a week later that I'm too strong of a female. I need to date an attorney or someone who's in politics. He was, like, what do you fucking, he was, what are you talking he had, about? This guy, had, that guy had low self-esteem. Yeah, like he had low self-esteem. Like, And I'm not asking you to be a Superman. Just meet me halfway on the level. I, I'm not the type of person that'd be like, oh, you gotta have a bag of money. And but in all reality, he's right. I mean, I think if he's saying that about himself, <laughs> then he's gotta, Whoa. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If he's saying that I'm not good enough for you, like, believe him. You know what I'm saying? I guess. Well, I wanna say this. Big shout out to the real brothers that's, you know, that's focused, that's holding down women, you know. As for the other brothers, uh, listen, I, I can't, I so can't So what you think about this? want a girl who could bring a bag home? No, no. This what, this what I'm saying. Who doesn't want somebody well, Let me say this. Who? You have a lot of brothers that have been damaged and they've been conditioned yeah. as far as thinking some of the black women are, are damaged. A lot of black women been through a lot. That's why they're so... They got their guards up yeah. and they protect. I, I dealt with a lot of them that I'm like, easy. So when you break through, I, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm there. The good and they the best with, you know, and I love my women. I don't okay. care, I love my black women. I don't care if you're crazy with an attitude. I'll break all that. Yeah. I'm going to break all that. And I dealt with crazy That's women amazing. before. That's great. You know, and, but it's the, we can't give up because we don't know what people going through. I, I witnessed, I walk down the street and I say hi to one of our sisters. And I was like, hey, sexy, fuck you. 
Like, well, nobody Whoa. wants to be called sexy no, in the street. No, but, but if you are sexy, no, that's what I'm saying. This is where this is. This is that condition. If you're sexy and you dress sexy, people are gonna dress you how you are. You got beautiful legs. You got hips. I done made U-turns for women. You kidding me? <laughs> I done made lines up and said, "Oh my I, God!" And you, okay, but you know, I mean, but, but I, that, but that's that's a compliment to you. I, to but you. any women now for any women have a but problem you have with to that. Understand, it's something right? wrong with the no, mentally. No, no, no. You have to understand that sometimes that shit turns violent and you never know who's going to be the crazy one on the street that's like hey this or that saying sexy that shit could turn First violent all, I don't, you, okay saying sexy listen, listen, yes listen. okay so check that this can out. turn violent she, that's a woman okay. with issues no, listen, no, if, no, no if you say sexy and she doesn't respond if you're a crazy one right and but she doesn't not, respond but, or she said no but i'm just saying if you are this is what women have to contend with on a daily basis right they don't know how this person is going to react. I think her response was a little strong. Mm -hmm. I do. But you could have been a crazy person, right? And decided, oh, I'm going to make this U-turn. Making a U-turn is scary, too. I've had somebody do that to me. I'm just like, oh, this is, he's serious. No, but it's, but this what I'm saying, I understand what you're saying. That's not crazy. That's called, called you have to make that 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 connection quick. Because if you go down the train station, you're that's going. That's aggressive. Let me tell you something. No, that's ag aggressive is, is leaving my car in double park, middle of the street, and running to you. <laughs> now, if you see me go down the block, I'm like, wow, she is so beautiful. I go down the block, I make a U-turn, now park, and I get out and say, hey, beautiful, how you doing? That's stalkerish. No, it's not. That's not stalkerish. Stalker is if I follow you. I follow you and I keep following Here's you. Here's the thing, then black man. Here's the thing, black man. You gotta you step can't, to the, you gotta you step can't, to the point. Listen, you can't have everything listen, you see. Some but, things but, you're just gonna have okay, to admire. It's not about I'm having everything you, you see. You gotta, go, you gotta go for the shot. Listen, the day before yesterday, I, I'm walking down Jamaica Avenue. Mm -hmm. The guy walks over to me. He's like, yo, what's up, ma? Yo, you beautiful. I turn and look at him, I said, I'm too old for you. He's like, what are you talking about? You got on Yeezys. I said, they're my sons. He's like, what's, he's like, what's wrong with you? I got money. He pulls all this money out of his pocket. He's like, why don't you let me take you out to lunch? I looked at him. I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 38. I was like, okay, I ain't that much older than you. Then I look at him. I said, let me ask you a question. You got a job? He was like, nah, I got laid up. I said, so where you get the money from? He was like, yo, I be doing such. I said, you sell crack or you sell coke? Which he one? just looked at me like I was crazy. I said, let me ask you a question. He was like, I just want to talk to you because I, you know, I feel, even though you say you're older than me, and the only reason why I stopped to talk to him because when I looked at his face, I saw my son's face. Mm. Dark skin, black boy, short haircut, white teeth. I'm just looking at him. And I said to him, where do you want to be next week? Where do you want to be tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Where do you want to be next year? He was like, yo, I'm not going to lie. I did like 17 years in jail. Jesus. All together, off and on. Oh he gosh. was like, as a child growing up, I was molested. I said, you know, I'm, I stopped him right there and I said to him, wow. because of what you went through as a child, that dictate to what your future be became of you right now. He was like, you know, and nobody's ever told me that. Do you know I got this man, literally. So first of all, he had no bank account. He had no driver's license. He just had a permit. And he didn't even know what his credit score was. I took him to the driving school on Hillside Avenue, made him <laughs> go upstairs. I said, you gonna flash your money, nigga, you gonna pay for something. I made him pay $120 for two a drive, two driving lessons Monday and Wednesday and made them put a, book a date for him to get his driver's license on May 1st or May 3rd, whatever day it was. Then I took him to TD Bank and I made him open up a bank account with $50. I said, there's no reason why you should be walking around here as a 38-year-old with a bunch of cash in your pocket. Use a debit card. We sat down on the park bench. I told him to go on credit card. And he ain't got no credit. Said unavailable. I never seen no shit like this before wow. in my life. Nothing. Yeah. I said we're gonna you gonna try to build this up. You know what he said to me after that? What? Will you marry I, me? No. <laughs> he said, and the, all the whole time the, a girl kept calling his phone. Where the fuck you at, nigga? I'm waiting for you. You got me standing here. I said that's the type of woman that you want to. He ain't got no kids. I said, that's the no type kids. of woman that you want to be with. I said, mm. you need to go find yourself a girl who's either in school or who's a young nurse, somebody who's doing something with their life. The boy just listened, looked at me and listened to me. He said, yo, I'm not going to lie. He said, I feel like crying right now. <laughs> he said, you just changed my entire life. He was life. trying to holler at her, Sharif. Right. <laughs> I done took the nigga and got a driving test, a bank account, and checked his credit, all within an hour and a half. And then I told him, at the end of the thing, he came in, he said, ma'am, I said, no, nigga, my name ain't ma'am. <laughs> my name is Sada. He's just straight auntie Jew. Yeah. He's like, so he auntie. Was like, I just want to thank you so much. I was like, no problem. And then before I left him, I said, go to the nail shop and look at your fucking nails done because they look terrible. He said, no problem. <laughs> nigga, we ain't got his nails on and sent me a picture. 
I said, you see, I said, now what did you accomplish today? He said, I've accomplished more in one day than I did in my entire life. Wow. There you go. That's great. Helping a black man. Yeah, and, but that's what we do. Be a better black but man. But that's what that's we what do. You're supposed it's to. a Become normal, a good it's a black normal man. thing for well, us. You're supposed to. Yeah. That's your, that's your I'm job. I'm not supposed to. I'm supposed no. to walk away Wait, and keep no. moving. What's no, whose job? You're, you're, you're supposed to uplift your you're supposed to uplift a man. Let me no, tell you. I'm gonna tell you why I did it. A man? Because if I wasn't around and my son was out there, I would want somebody to help my son. There you so go. when I look even though he's a thirty eight year old man, I just looked at him like, yo, you need somebody in your corner. Black men don't have that. They so busy just wanting to fuck stick Here's and the run. thing. Here's the thing. No, right? they have that, but they're they're mentally some of them mentally gone. Some of them need that embrace. Let me tell you something. You know, some of them need that that uplift. And when I'm in a relationship, I don't need your money. Here's, here's what I'm saying. But sometimes I need somebody to be like, you know what? Yo, take your time, bro. Take your time. I need I need that because I'm so moving quick, I start to lose myself. He told me he don't want to sell drugs no more. He want to help children. That's a beautiful thing. I, yeah. I, I always I felt. Said, I gave him your number, Ray. Why? Maybe he could be an actor. <laughs> you can't help. Why? Without my, you can't another black no, man. But, but you're giving out my number without my permission. You can't. You, what's wrong? I'm with telling you? you now. You should. Why you didn't tell me then? <laughs> <laughs> this just happened yesterday. You guys are really well, working. Are you well, guys working this problem. out? Can you guys talk about? Listen, this? you got to address things to me. I, what listen, if he would have called me, I would have Another black hand, man helping another black man. It's, it's called timing. You have to see what you do, and I noticed that. Uh-huh. Now we got to go personal. What you do is you'll give out my number, then you. When he called me this side, then I could check you. Like, oh, I told you, no, you didn't. I didn't. You tell can't you. do that. Uh, you didn't tell me. <laughs> didn't tell I'm me. letting you know now. There's a black brother who needs your help, and he's gonna call you. Really. He's gonna call you. Well, he's gonna call you. I'm glad you told me this now. Don't but say his in, name. You can in the future, please don't give out my number. I have an email. They can go on Instagram. He just needs my a, number. He just personal. needs a little bit of battery in his back. Well, That's guess it. what? You can give him that battery in the back. I'm sure you uplift him. What happened to Let, a black man looking out for another black? Yeah, man? Yeah, but you, I don't want nobody to have my personal number. I don't. Know him. There's he's no still, other number. He's still a stranger. It is another. It's called Instagram. He's not a stranger anymore. He's a friend who. He's needs a stranger. A friend is a friend puts work in. I don't know if he. I don't know what you define as friend <laughs> or family. He's a stranger. I don't okay. know him. I see he won't be helping. It's okay. But no, I told him but in the future, I told how about him, if I give your number out to some okay. stranger? I help everyone. Here's what I say. There right? you go. I'm I, the fountain I, of I'm hope. A, uh, yeah, you sound good. Anyway, <laughs> let's change the subject. Let's, uh, let's just do because we got to wrap up. Wrap up soon. One more thing I want to say. Oh, it's been an hour already. Yeah, it's been an hour. Wow. Um. Oh, believe me, last week's show was over two hours. Um, what I wanted to say was, you know, I feel like a lot of our stuff could be resolved, and I may be altruistic in saying this, but I feel like, you know. One of the things that helped me growing up, because we all had the same upbringing. I was in all the shits. You know, we was all in it together growing up in Queens and Brooklyn, whatever. And, um, but it wasn't until I became conscious, you know what I'm saying? And I had like this universal love for black people that it was easier for me to not, just to love, just to love us. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of black love. Black like, love. I just love black you know, love. It, 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 it helps in, in all scenarios. So in this case, you would be like, okay, um, he has my personal number, please don't give him my number next time, but I'll talk to him. When I, you know, we were talking about in the car, you know, we, like Africans, as opposed to African Americans, right? Africans from the continent. They don't have this sort of violent they don't. thing. I mean, they, they do love, other shit. My son went over to Manchester. There's a guy named Benjamin Minnie. He's a world-famous soccer player. He loves my son. My son said that African people in the general as a whole treat you like their brother. Yeah. They break because that's bread how with they, you. They that's eat how they with see you. you. They make money with you. They see you as oh, their, oh. Their, their, what do you call it, breadwin, their brother. Well, you can, know. I, can I say something about that? Yeah. Some African people. Not all African people. Not all. A lot of African people look at us as weak. Because well, well, they say Amer- America Americanized us and we're not doing what well, they're supposed listen, to do. Listen. I speak to a lot of Africans. I have a lot of Africans from Ghana, Nigeria. Some of them, not, not all, but they do embrace because... Well, let me say something to that because I was married to one and in a long-term relationship with the other and know many, many Africans that have African friends. But let me say, let me say something. 
we do have our issues, right? We do have our issues Everybody's based on normal. slavery, and they have theirs too. They have colonialism, and they're dealing with that European crap too. We have no, fam, they fam, have not escaped it. Is the issue the is community. that they don't really understand this sort of racial segregation. They don't understand it. They come from a black place. You have to be <laughs> conscious enough to be able to help them understand what our struggle is. Once they get that, so the men in my life that I had who were African, they have to understand that because. In order to be with me, you have to understand my struggle, what I come from, my descendants, and they can have whatever perception they want to have, but they still have to understand our truth, right? Our, our truth is we were enslaved, we were brought here enslaved, we were brought here by them, and then we were kind of left to our own devices, pretty much, you know, as a people in this society that basically was like, you guys are not even human, you know what I mean? And you guys don't have rights and just got rights not too long ago. Right, so there's that. But once you can get past all that, and it's true, I do think that we can learn. We can learn from each other, Africans and African Americans. But I do think that there's this general. They yell and shit at each other, like they yell, but they never, they never cross that line. Like I, I've seen it, you know. But it's, but you know, you could argue with me that I'm point. Not, I'm not arguing. But I just, I'm, and even in other culture, I just feel like if there's one thing that in in the world that I could that we could stop is that killing of each other, that right. killing of each other. Especially the young black men, like, life is supposed to be lived. You're supposed to enjoy your life. You're supposed to live the best life possible. Your life is, my son always says, my life is immortal. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to just live your best life. Yeah. And 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 grow up and, you know, find love. And, you know, I don't, I, I, I just, I don't know what's getting, gotten into the age group between the age of, um, 20 and 32 mm -hmm. it's like you you gotta have one up on the next person if you ain't got that i'm gonna take you out it's not it's to me it's stupid it's not worth it there's enough room at the top for everyone yeah i agree with that everyone you know i'm wishing lauren london the best Sada, thank yes. you so much for sharing your God bless story you, lauren london and i wish you nothing but Sharif. the best hold your kids tight look yeah. in their eyes especially um your little son look in his eyes and you'll find solace or some type of um peace that's the only thing I, I know it hurts and um no one will ever know your pain trust me no one i don't care what anyone says they'll ne never understand what you're going through but just hold tight and um it gets better it mm. takes a minute but it definitely gets better and i hope one day along down the line you find you won't find that same love but you'll find some type of love mm. i'll show you to that um sharif thank you so much I, before we go though I want you to talk a little bit about you have something special that you've been brewing and working yes. on and so cultivating. I've been cultivating um, inside my Hermes bag. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I've been cultivating um, a podcast uh, by the name of Hot Comb Confessions. Yes. Confessions of a Celebrity Hairstylist. So yes. we just talk about... Um, Who are some of the celebrities that you've worked with? I work with everyone from Neil Long to Little Kim to Kelly Price. Actually, Kelly Price's kids were here today. I just uh, did Jania's hair and sent her by the way at the airport. Um, I work with a lot of people. Uh, Regina Hall. Um, I've worked on a lot of shows. Mary. Huh? You work no, with no, Mary? No, I've never worked with Mary. You never worked with Mary? I work with Latanya, sister, but I've never mm -hmm. worked with Mary. But even Pink, the artist Pink, I've worked mm -hmm. with her before. Just Pink. being overall... Um, just an insider. Always had my mm -hmm. eyeball to the How people. How long you been in the business? For over 20 years. And, how, and so tell us a little bit about the podcast. What's, what, what's going to be so happening? So it's just, uh, we just talk about uh, different subjects that's going on in the industry. Kind of, I don't want to say like the Wendy Williams of podcast. We're just talking about things that are going on, just um, views and politicking about what's happening today. Um, fashion, clothing, the hot, you know, hot, hot. Uh, confession of the day. Each person we have on, we got we get them to at least drop one story about an artist that they work with, whether it's good or bad, just something funny and funky, you know. Where's it gonna? Where are you gonna air it? So um, I've been taping already. I'm probably gonna start airing it the first of May. Okay. So awesome. it'll, it'll awesome. be what is it? YouTube, um, iCloud, uh, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, all the social media. Um, Outlets. SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. SoundCloud, yes. Sharif. I just want to say, um, stay focused, everybody. Love yourself. Never give up on your dreams. 
you know, haters are motivators. I appreciate that. And as for me, I'm working on um, several projects. Um, I'm working, yeah, working on, on some projects with Sharif as well. Oh, too. yeah. Me and Sada is definitely working yeah. on a project, 53 Property. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to really go into that, but it's based on a true story of hustlers in Brooklyn and Queens. So is it mostly film? It's mostly film. Mm-hmm. It's mostly is it film. web series or film? Um, no, nah, no more web series. Okay. Web series expired in my book. Okay. Really? A lot of people that. are saying that. Well, in my book, web series done going away in my book. Okay. So you moved new, on features. So you moved on to features. I moved yeah. on to features. I moved on shopping movie scripts. I moved on joint ventures. Okay. Right now I'm working with... Even um, animated. Yeah, I'm working with animated projects. I'm working with um, Wendy Houston brother, Michael Houston. I'm working with his wife. She's a singer. Um, her name is Aria Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, Sharif, yeah, what's your Instagram? Sharif, um, Sharif Murphy. Um, I was just out there with Mike Son. We was doing a rally, walking out there, and I did a like basically a remix because he have a song with um she have a song with Mike Son like Stop the Violence. Okay, you know, he's also working down, with Ike Turner's up. daughter. And wow. I'm working with Ike Turner's daughter. We're working on a, um Ike Turner's story also. Wow. So um I'm moving I'm moving around independently. Mm-hmm. Collaborating from state to state, mm-hmm. you know, it's a beautiful thing. I love what I do, and um, shout and he, out he's also an actor on the side. I know. So if you need him, he'll just jump right in, right yeah. in. So, Sada, what's your handle? Um, your IG. Oh, my IG is uh, Sada Styles. Then I have um, I have something called Penthouse Diaries too. It's a secret. <laughs> we'll talk about that in Sex and Sunday. Yes. yes, I can't wait for that. And I yes. want to say, for, and massages. I definitely want to say, everybody, it's all about God, family, and business, and health and peace. Mm. You know, you got to find peace within yourself and peace within your circle first before they try to help anybody out. And keep God first, you know, and always think positive and deal with the rest and just live your life, you know, accordingly. Thank you. So, this show is brought to you by the Pleasure Alchemy and Bedroom Candy. And um, I appreciate you guys listening in, in today. And I, I will talk out. to you soon. Shout out to Candy. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Candy, Candy Birds. For having us on the show. Okay, She's lovers. The best. Bye, lovers. Bye bye.